0: go to Genesis 15, and uh, we want to continue with this that we've been on for a number of weeks on a covenant of blood. And uh, there's three things, of course, that we must always remember. Number one, I have a covenant. Amen. Say that out loud. I have a covenant. Say that one more time. I have a covenant. See, I I have to remember that. I have a covenant. All right, with Almighty God. It's a covenant that God himself instituted, initiated, and stands behind. Number two, the Bible is a covenant book sealed with blood on both ends. The Bible is a covenant book sealed with blood on both ends. And we talk about the blood of bulls and goats and and, uh, animals in the first covenant, uh, the blood of the Lamb of God in the second covenant. But nonetheless, it's a covenant book sealed with blood on both ends. Number three, a covenant mindset is a requirement for strong faith. If I'm going to have strong faith, a covenant mindset is a requirement. All right? And we've talked at length about what a covenant mindset is. But ultimately, a covenant mindset is one God cannot lie. God cannot change. God cannot break covenant. Cannot. Not, will not, cannot. God will not because he cannot. God will not do what he cannot do, and he cannot lie, and he cannot change, and he cannot break covenant. Now, most Christians that you, that you talk to that you know, even if they're from a denomination that teaches raw unbelief every time they're in the, in the sanctuary, they will tell you that God cannot lie. But then they might tell you it's not God's will to heal you. Well, they just said God lied. Amen. In in healing school, we just over the last 12 weeks, we have just taken that and taken it completely out of our thinking. All right? Because God cannot lie. He said, "I'm the God that heals you." He didn't say, "I'm the God that heals you if it's my will." He said, "I am the God that heals you." In Exodus 15, Exodus 23. He said that He would take sickness from our midst. Amen. Deuteronomy 7. He said He would keep it away from us. So the point being is that I have to have that covenant mindset. I'm not trying to get God to do something. This is going to be so important in, in the message tonight. I am entering into what's already done. It's already done. Hallelujah. In Genesis 15, and uh, we'll look here, we'll paraphrase some of this for the sake of time, but this, of course, is when uh, God came to Abraham, and we've taught on this some, and he said, I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. And he said, what will you give me? See, and I'm childless, and this my steward. Uh, my heir is this steward, Eleazar. And God told uh, Abraham, he said, no, this is not your heir, but one that comes out of your own body will be your heir. And then verse 6, you'll remember, it says, Abraham believed God. Right? Abraham, so, so he doesn't see the heir. He doesn't see the answer, but he believed God because of what God said. Everything that happened in these verses after verse 6 would have meant nothing had Abraham not believed God. It would have meant nothing for him to sacrifice those, to, to kill those animals. It would have meant nothing for God to walk through those pieces had Abraham not believed God. He believed God before he ever saw the smoking furnace and the burning lamp. He believed God before God ever told him anything about his descendants going into bondage. He believed God first. My faith has to accompany my knowledge of my covenant. My faith has to accompany my knowledge of my covenant. Because knowing I have a covenant is not enough. It's placing faith in it. It's placing faith in it. Placing faith in it is a requirement. Because I can have a covenant and not place faith in it. Hallelujah. For for instance, when we talk about the Bible being a covenant book, when Scripture says, my God shall supply all, all, A-double-L, all of your need, not needs, need, goes right to the the foundation, to the inception of every need in your life. Needs are 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 the offspring of need. And he said, my God will supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's that's not a a confession scripture. That's not a promise. I'm concerned that so many Christians think about a promise as something God said, and I might be able to get it to work. That's a covenant promise. God cannot lie. He said, I personally will supply all your needs." why because he's the faithful God Deuteronomy chapter 7 he's the faithful God that word faithful means a like a father that cares for an infant child or a toddler or a nurse that's caring for a baby child that father is responsible for every need in that child's life and they will go to whatever lengths it takes to cause it to come to pass Jesus said in the book of John he said I you ask the father in my name and the father will do it for you the Greek rendering of that is, God said, "This. If you ask me, if you ask me anything in Jesus' name, if I don't have it, I'll create it." Because God, God is bound by a blood covenant, and when He swore something, He can't repent of that. He can't change his mind. Do you understand that? And so when Abraham believed God, that opened the door for God to come in there and make a covenant with him. Amen. Three times we're told that Abraham believed God. Right here in Genesis uh, uh, 15, 6, Romans 4, 17, and Galatians 3, 6. all All three of those scriptures tells us that Abraham believed God. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 11, Hebrews chapter 11. I pray that you come away tonight with a uh, a whole new understanding of some things. Hebrews 11 and verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And went out, not knowing where he was going or whither he went. Notice, he obeyed and went out. My part of the, and notice how he did it, by faith. Preposition by, the avenue, the channel, the conduit, the way he did this. He did it by faith. Faith and believing are synonymous terms. Abraham believed God. Abraham put faith in God. When God asked him to go out and go somewhere that he didn't know where he was going, he believed God and obeyed God. Amen. My part of the covenant is faith and obedience. My part is to bring my faith to it. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, that there's something to see there. She looked at what God said as a promise in the covenant sense. And by faith, she received strength, vitality, Newness, life to conceive seed. Hallelujah. You have a covenant that says, if it's not there, I'll put it there. Glory to God. Amen. But notice her part. She judged him faithful. Well, Deuteronomy 7 says he's the faithful God. That's what God called himself. He he told the generation that the second generation. Deuteronomy, Moses is talking to the second generation that had come out of Egypt. The first generation had died off. He's talking to the second generation. And God told the second generation, here's what you need to know, that the Lord your God, I am God. And I'm the faithful God. The God that keeps mercy and covenant to a thousand generations. Sarah knew him as the faithful God. Amen. And she judged him faithful who had promised. So through faith, she received strength to conceive what the covenant had promised her. The covenant had promised her a son, but she had to have faith to receive strength to see it happen. Hallelujah. See, knowing I have a covenant is not enough. It's exercising faith in it. Glory to God. The covenant will not produce without our faith. Will not. My part is to bring my faith to it. Amen. That, that's why you're in the Word. That's why you're confessing Scriptures. Not, not, listen. Listen. Over over the years, people have made this statement, confession brings possession. I don't agree with that 100%. And I'll tell you why. Because there are people that are just confessing, and they're just confessing out of their head, and they're possessing nothing. Confession is of the heart. Do you understand this? When, 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 When you're confessing, you're declaring the same thing that God said and you're saying it for a reason hallelujah you're are you're, you're, you're confessing for a reason you're not just make you're not just confessing scriptures you're judging God faithful what God has promised he's promised and and understand this God's promise is a statement Of what he's already done. God doesn't promise something. And then when you believe him. Set about to set things up. What God has promised. Things that he promises. He promises things. When he says something. It's a statement of what he's already done. Hallelujah. God doesn't make a promise and then start planning how to cause it to come to pass. Hallelujah. But multitudes of Christians believe that. There, there's things that we see in the Word that we gotta, we got to take our faith and believe it. There are people that are having a difficult time because they're still trying to cause something to happen that's already done. And I'm not just... I'm, I'm, healing is involved there. Financial prosperity is involved there. But there are so many things. It's already finished. It's already finished. We talk about the finished work. And we and we 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 put that in the context of salvation. The work is finished. The work is done. The Bible says God has rested from all of His labors. Now, now notice this. You can be assured when God says something, the pieces are already in place to see that it comes to pass. Some of y'all look at me like a dog in a new dish. <laughs> Amen. I won't say who. Vernon. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Glory to God. Genesis 21. Notice this. Oh, there's so much here. I told the Lord, I don't know, can I get through all this? He said, Well, you got Sunday. Hallelujah. Genesis 21, verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. Notice this. At the set time of which God had spoken to him. Set time. It means an appointed time. A fixed time. So, in other words the time this time was fixed as far as god was concerned the issue was abraham and sarah's faith they had to believe the time was fixed titus 1:2 god cannot lie they, they their part was believing god there was only one thing that could have stopped what god had said And that was for Abraham and Sarah to not believe what God said. Hallelujah. Notice in Psalm 89. That's why what we talked about tonight over the offering, when God says it's a year of astounding abundance. That's not something God's got to produce. It's already there. He said it would be a year of astounding abundance. Hallelujah. That's why he said when people start talking about certain things, your response is, I don't expect to be affected. Hallelujah. Psalm 89, verse 33. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faith, my faithfulness to fail God says I will not allow my faithfulness to fail that word to fail means to lie now remember God's the faithful God so God cares about you like a father cares about a toddler or a nurse cares about a a a baby child amen hallelujah I mean, we care about our children. We care about our little children so much we got monitors in our room. Amen. We can video monitors, sound monitors. Are you with me? We, we, we care about them. We, you go, listen, you go in Lily's bathroom. It's the most supplied bathroom in the house. She's got every, I mean, every kind of hairband, bow, uh, brush, detangler. Amen. Everything. Because she's the baby of the house. Amen. Are you following me? Verse 34 My covenant will I not break or alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. Once I've sworn by my holiness that I will not lie to David, God cannot, I will not break or alter the things gone out of my mouth. God will not because He cannot. He cannot break covenant. And He said, I will not break my covenant and I won't alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. I won't change it. Mm. The Amplified Bible says, Once for all have I sworn by my holiness, which cannot be violated. I will not lie to David. Well, if he will not lie to David, he will not lie to Philip. And if he won't lie to Philip, he won't lie to you. Do you see this? So when God says, this is what I have for you, rest assured, what he has for you is there. Amen. He's not making a promise and then saying, boy, I better hurry and get that done. It's already done. I said, it's already done. We talk about God making a way. God's already made a way. It's it's me entering into the way that's been made. This is so important. When the children of Israel stood before the Red Sea and began to complain and murmur like was their mode of operation, right? Moses said, stand still, remember? Remember? But do you remember what God told Moses? Tell the people to go forward. But there's a sea in front of us. The plan's already there. What, when God brought them out of Egypt, do you remember what he said? He said he did not send them the way of the Philistines. Because the people would see war and their hearts would faint and they'd go back. God wasn't making that up as he went along. The Red Sea was not some test of faith. See, religion teaches that. God will bring you right up to the Red Sea and at the last moment. Come on, man, that's baloney. That's religious garbage. It'll make you spiritually sick. That was the only way they could have went. God already had a plan. Not only did he have a plan to deliver them out of bondage, he had a plan of canceling their debt, of canceling the of of judging that nation like he promised Abraham that it kept them in bondage. The Red Sea was not God's plan B. The way was already made. Do, Do you understand that? Because to say God knows everything and then to act like God's making things up on the fly is a contradiction of terms. If He knows everything and can do anything, He's not making things up as He goes. Because if He is, He's no smarter than you and me. And if God's not any smarter than you and me, we might as well go eat, drink and be merry because tomorrow we die. Glory to God. No, no. I'm I'm going to show you this from the word of God. There's not a point, a place, a plan, a part of your life that God doesn't already have mapped out. Oh, glory to God. That's a good place to tell your neighbor, God will not lie to you. Hallelujah. That's good news. I said, that's good news. Listen, I can't tell you how many times in my walk with God that I've went to the Lord facing things, and I've taken those verses to Him and said, Now, Father, you can't lie. You cannot lie. And so you need to show me where I'm missing it. I I, I need you to grab that. I need you to grab that. Because here's the thing. You start with you. Where am I missing it? If I'm missing it, correct me. Right? Because you can't lie. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. And, and you'll be amazed how quickly He'll just bring something to you. Well, just correct this. And, and you might have been going away from the plan, and you correct that, and boom, you're right back on the plan. Oh, glory to God. And, and it's not going to take 20 years for everything to change. Not gonna, it's not going it's, it's to take 20 years for everything to come back to where it should be. The, moment, the, the plan of God never changes. The blessings, the flow of God's covenant blessings never stops flowing. I might get out of it, but if I get right back in it, I'm right back in the flow. Oh, glory to God. All that God says was truth before it was spoken. God didn't speak something, and it became truth. It was truth before he said it. Think think, think about this for a moment. Someone will come up in the the prayer line, and they'll have hands laid on them, and they'll say, yep, when that pastor laid hands on me, I was healed. No, you weren't. You You were healed. You were healed. You were healed from the foundation of the world. Amen. Why? Because because that was God's plan. You might have had the manifestation when hands were laid on you, but you were healed from the foundation of the world because the work was finished from the foundation of the world. Religion has taught us to look for a feeling or to look for some visible sign. That negates the fact that the work has been finished from the foundation of the world. Why are you believing? Because the work is finished. Why do you believe God's a healer? Because the work of healing is done. Hallelujah. It did not become truth. It's truth the moment it is said. My part is faith and obedience. The the plan of God is finished. My job is to enter into the plan by faith. God promised Abraham and Sarah. He said, there will be a son that will will come from your union. Is that right? But Abraham and Sarah got Hagar involved and produced Ishmael. Hallelujah. Ishmael was a son, but he wasn't the plan. Now, now think about that. God told him, you're going to have a son that Sarah's going to have. Is that right? They had Ishmael, and sure enough, he was a son, but he wasn't the plan. Mm. Hagar could not give birth to the plan. Only Sarah could give birth to the plan. Why? That was God's plan. Ishmael's not going to work. Don't settle for anything less than God's plan. Because it's already done. Hallelujah. You're, You're not training here for third place. Oh, glory. Look at Romans 4 and verse 17. This is a familiar verse, but I want you to see this. Am I helping you? This changes how you pray, it changes how you believe. Romans 4 and 17, he says, as it is written, well, it's written in Genesis 17, 5, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. The Amplified Bible says, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they existed. God speaks what he sees as already existent to us. And it's as if they exist, it's as if they exist to us. They do exist to Him. See, to see the awesomeness of God, there's nothing God's promised that God doesn't see. I don't see it because I'm finite. God sees it, so He's saying it. And He's saying it to get me to see it. And if I'll take what He's saying, I'll see what He's seeing by believing what He said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because, right? Because... God is God is God is in yesterday, in today, and in tomorrow because of his awesomeness. God's too big to fit him in one day. Ever how long you live, God is already in the furthest year you're gonna live, and there's already and has been since the foundation of the world. A plan for that year of your life. And it's a good plan. And God can't lie. Do you see this? And so when God says something. And he says, I have made you the father of many nations. Well, when he said that, again, we've talked about this. Abraham was already old, and Sarah can't have children and never was able to, but yet God said, I have made you a father of many nations. And the the Amplified says here that this is how God is. He speaks of the non-existent things as if they already existed, because they already exist to Him. Why? Because He's already created them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've heard people say this. Oh, God created, God will create something in your life out of nothing. No, He won't. No, He will not. Well, He created the universe out of nothing. No, He did not. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 says that He created the universe out of things that were not seen. Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. And notice, so that the things which are seen, were not made of things which do appear. They were made of non-existent things. Hallelujah. Things you couldn't see. But they were still things. Do you see this? So when God says, this is my plan for you, and you look and you go, my Lord, how could that ever happen? Because he said that's his plan. So be assured the plan's already in place. The avenue's already there. Glory be to God. Mm. God is limited by the slowness of man. The faster we believe, the quicker we see the plan. He's limited by the slowness of man. It's just as easy to say, I believe it, as it is to say, let's wait and see. Amen. When you go through the scripture and you see something that belongs to you, your part is this. Here's your response. I believe that. I have that now. Yeah, but I don't see it. You just saw it. You just saw it. When you read what God said, you're seeing What God sees. When you read Isaiah 53 and 5. With his stripes. We were healed. You just saw your healing. Because you just saw. What God sees. Amen. So God sees you healed. So I have to see me healed. Hallelujah. So I always say it this way. God's not going to heal me. I receive the healing that's already mine. It's already done. It's already paid for. To say God has to heal me is to imply that something needs to be done. All I have to do is enter into it. Glory to God. Look, Look at Isaiah 46. And uh, verse 9, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there's none else. I am God, there's none like me. The Amplified Bible says of verse 10, declaring the end and the result from the beginning. So God shows up and starts declaring the end and the result from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure and purpose. Declaring the end and the result from the beginning. Now, there's got to be a reason He can do that. The reason God can do that is because it's already finished. How can He declare the result? If it's not already finished. If you're watching a ball game, somebody goes, "What's a, what was the final score of that game?" Well, you can't tell them if the game's still in process. The game's got to be finished. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians two. This is, whew. Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, we want to look at verse 10. I'll read it to you from the Amplified Bible. He says, for we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works. Now, notice these words which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths that He prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them, living the good life that He prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now notice those words, predestined. Listen, the the prefix pre- denotes beforehand. Good works that were predestined for me to do. Then notice planned beforehand. A plan denotes completion. So it's already planned. then he said he prepared them ahead of time oh glory to god ahead of time that we should walk in them now now notice so it's it's done my job is to walk in it is that right that he that, that we should walk in them Living the good life. Now, wait a minute. So notice the good life that he prearranged. So the life he prearranged is a good life. That's prearranged. I said that's prearranged and made ready for us to live. Oh, glory to God. Do you see that? All of those words, all of those verbs, all of them denote something that's already finished. It's already completed. My covenant partner's nature is to prepare a thing and then offer the opportunity to me to walk in it. Look look over here in Hebrews 4. We're going to continue down this road of revelation. This is so important. Uh, Hebrews 4, let's look at verse 3. We've only got a few minutes left. It says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, I've sworn in my wrath that they shall enter into my rest. Notice this, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The Amplified Bible says, and this he said, although his works. Now what did he say? That the that group, that generation is not going to enter into my rest. Even though The works have been completed and prepared and waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. Now, you just got to believe that. That, That's one of those things that you've just got to grit your teeth and believe it. Because notice what he said. He said that they are complete, prepared, and waiting for all. Would that include you? Now, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can play it by ear if you want. And just kind of hope you look into some good things from God. Or you can believe it's it's prepared, it's waiting for everybody that will believe. See, somehow in the church, over the last few years, we've shied away from telling people that maybe they didn't receive because they didn't believe. Because we don't want anybody to feel bad. But we do people a a disservice. My part is faith and obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, my part... Is faith and obedience. Notice, the plan is complete. The work is done. My part's to bring my faith to it. This makes this so easy. Because if the work's done, if it's prepared beforehand, and he said it was, and here he said, notice, think about this. When you read, look at uh, Hebrews 3 and verse 19. It says, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Enter into what? His rest. Enter into the promised land that was already there. Is that right? He said, notice, it's completed, prepared, and waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. So from the foundation of the world, that plan was there. It was ready. It was waiting. It was completed, and they would not believe it. So what stopped them from receiving? What can stop a person from receiving something that a God who cannot lie promised them and made ready for them before the foundation of the world? What could stop a person from not receiving that? Unbelief. Unbelief. Brother Hagin always said, unbelief is a thief of God's greater blessings. Hallelujah. Do you see that? When Jesus healed somebody, he was anointed. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Uh, Acts 10.38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. That went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Well, that that, Jesus was not proving by his healing that he was the son of God. That wasn't what he was doing. He was healing people because that was God's will. But think, think about this for a moment. Think about this for a moment. God didn't start healing with Jesus. He was healing people in the Old Testament. Because that was the plan. That was the plan. The price for that healing was paid on Calvary. But the plan was already in place. Hallelujah. And he said all through the four Gospels. The key was if you believe. If you'll believe it. So, he said, those works are completed and prepared and waiting for all who would believe them from the foundation of the world. I don't know how old the world is. I don't think anybody knows. But here's here's the point. Ever how old it is, from the inception of the world, the plan's been completed. Hallelujah. Take, take a child that gets in on God's plan at 6. How much better is their life going to be than somebody that gets in on it at 40? How much are they going to miss? Hallelujah. Boy, you should have been marking your Bible and just writing out beside all of these scriptures. This, this is a life changer. It's a life changer. I'm I'm not working to receive. Oh, glory to God. The issues, the circumstances, the enemy is not strong enough to stop a plan that's been in place from the foundation of the world. Amen. I'm going to walk in all of it. I'm gonna walk in all of it. Years ago, when I got a hold of this, I decided my days of sickness are over because that's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. Hallelujah. That's what y'all tell your neighbor. My days of sickness are over. Sickness are over. Tell them, say I mean it. My days of sickness are over because there's no there's no provision for sickness in his plan. The plan to eradicate it was done before the foundation of the world. Faith. Well, let me hurry and close. Folks, the issue with coming to a church like ours is you find out what you're responsible for. You can go down the road to a religious church that preaches no-fault religion. And everything that happens is not your fault. And it's got to be God's fault. It's no fault religion. That that person will never operate in faith. Because faith must be operated by the person that it comes to. Faith comes by hearing. But it has to be operated by the person that heard it. Faith. Faith is is that spiritual hand. That reaches into that plan that's already finished since the foundation of the world. And brings into the realm of natural existence what's existed in that faith realm for millennia. Hallelujah. If God knows how many hairs are on your head. And not only knows numbered them. Think about this. There's nothing about your life he doesn't know. And religion teaches that like, "Eh, you can't hide anything from God. Of course not. He's God. But if God knows everything, He's already got the plan in place. When God speaks a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge to you, it's not something He decided yesterday. He's letting you in on what His plan has always been. Glory to God. But you can't give God's plan your attention real strong for a few days until things kind of... Because here's the thing. Can can I say this? I'm not going to take much longer. Listen to me. The enemy is a master at doing something. He'll, He'll get you under the pressure. And when you start pressing into the things of God, he'll pull the pressure to get you to quit. And I've watched multitudes of believers do that over the years. They'll start pressing into the things of God and the enemy will take the pressure off and they back off. Mm -mm. You've got to stay faith. Faith has a short shelf life. The faith you used last week is not going to work this week. Because you used it. You got to replenish the store. And you got to replenish the store. And so you're up every day reminding yourself that this plan is finished. Glory to God. I'm going to prosper today because the plan is finished. I'm going to walk in health today because the plan is finished. Amen. Glory to God. I've had people tell me, well, you act like you don't have any bad days. I don't. I don't want bad days. I don't, I'm not going to have them. Amen. It's my choice. I said, it's my choice. He said that it was a good plan, and I should be living the good life that he prearranged and made ready for me to live. And God swore that and he can't lie and he won't change hallelujah praise the lord thank you jesus hallelujah well there's our hour of power praise god let's stand up tonight shall we thank you jesus thank you lord glory to god ah Be sure and be with us Sunday. Don't forget Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Keep us in your prayers. I've got a meeting to go to tomorrow in Fort Worth. for The next uh, two days with uh, Brother Jerry. And uh, we're excited about what God's doing. And uh, so um, we'll be back Saturday. But God's good to us. Amen. Walking in a good plan. Amen. That cannot, cannot lie. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Well, let's say it together tonight, shall we? The vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. And you and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main@buildfaith.net. At this message and many more materials are available to you free of charge can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the word of God.